And this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. I find that really helps. Uh, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. It's all about interaction here on Absolute Radio. Yeah. <laughs> you like it interactive? Oh, I love a bit of interactivity. It's one of my favourite things. I... Um, I'll tell you uh, something. I, I, um, on, our, on our feed, on our Twitter feed, oh, yeah. I um, slightly cheekily put an advert for my partner's um, new um, podcast, a first ever um, venture into podcasting. And I thought I was going to put my partner has got a podcast. And then I thought, mm. I, I say partner because... At my age, girlfriend sounds yeah. a bit like Marie Chevalier and Gigi. <laughs> Each Is time it? I see a little girl of five or six or seven. <laughs> Starting the show with broad reference points as yes. usual. <laughs> no, I know what Frank means because yeah. it suggests a sort of a slightly loose lifestyle that sure would does. not be relevant to you. There's no silk dressing gown. Oh, well, I used, I used to have a line in my stand-up act, and I'm low to quote my stand-up act, but here goes, which said, um, hearing a man my age say my girlfriend is like hearing a man my age say my skateboard. <laughs> um, so, But I called her, I don't know, it felt right to call her girlfriend. And then um, I was thinking about, if I said woman friend, which, God yeah. bless her, would be more apt. Yeah. Woman friend sounds dodgy doesn't it yeah it's awful. mysterious isn't it because it's not a phrase awful. that we use no so you think well what is that you just if i was in a conversation and you said my woman friend i would then be spending quite a bit of the next few sentences trying to work out what that relationship was well exactly yeah. and one that I, I that's even dodgier sounding is lady friend <laughs> oh sorry oh, his lady friend this yeah. I can't. i can't quite recover from that it's so horrible <laughs> I do miss, there was a man in it, I can't, I can't use his name, I'll give him a false name in case he's still around. Let's call him Mr Shaw. Okay. And uh, my mum always used to say, of course, um, I saw Mr Shaw today, poor, poor devil. Of course, she's got, uh, she's got a fancy man. Oh. And that was always that. I don't think people say fancy man anymore, I think yeah. that's gone. Anyway, she uh, she has uh, got a podcast. Check well, that out. She has. I was listening to it on my way here this morning, and can I say it's brilliant? Um, it is. Frank, you need to speak it up more. Say the name of it. It's it's called I Wish I Was an Only Child. Yeah. And it's all about siblings. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, it better go well, otherwise my life it will go well. Endless misery. It's very funny and it's brilliant. And it's, it's, it's Kathy and her sister Rachel Mason, we should say as well, and Feet Sandy Mason. Oh yes, but um, if it goes badly, I shall be like a bit like Ava Braun's life must have been in 1945. Mm. <laughs> That's a you know nice I mean? comparison. You know what I mean? They're frightened to say anything, not switch the radio off when the news is coming on. <laughs> All that stuff. Ah, so um, I tell you what I was um, doing this week. I, I 
I revived a 45, as they used to say on... Uh, do you remember when they used to say that? On Radio 1, when they played an old track, they'd say, let's revive a 45. No? No. Well, I watched Batman with Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah. Oh, how long, was it? Been a long time. <laughs> how was it? Very pointy lips, Keaton. Yeah, I'll tell you what I forgot. Um, about Keaton, which I, I remember um, talking about at the time when mm. it came out, was he's one of those blokes who's clearly going bald and he slightly stacked his hair yeah. oh, to right. cover it. You know that? that, yeah. that and that makes me so anxious. I, I'm all the time, I'm watching that. I'll tell you what it's like. You know when you're on the motorway and you're driving behind a very, what looks like a badly secured lorry load. Oh, <laughs> yes. And you're sort of waiting for it to come off the thing. Oh, it's That's tense, what it's like. It? I mean, it's supposed to be tense, obviously, Batman and all that. But for me, Not that when the mask went on, I thought, oh, I can relax. <laughs> Thank God the mask's gone on. Frank, before we crack on, I'd just like to share a brief outside world, just okay. so they know, you know, we're, we're listening. Deep Fat Fryer has been in touch. Oh, yeah. Deep uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't Do you know think he's quite, name, quite, just... quite a big bloke, but a very, very profound thinker? Maybe. I think she... Oh, OK. Um, ha- ...has... Well, I respect respect Mondo Could for be a sharing monk. this. Could be Maybe. a big, big, a very introspective monk. Yeah, how are you spelling fat fryer? fryer. <laughs> I see no tuck here. Um, I had an IEM for the first time in ages. I saw Crooklock written down. Can I, can I just say, an IEM is a yes. idiotic eureka moment when you re- realise something that everyone else has already realised and it just mm. dawns on you much later. I saw Crooklock written down and it suddenly dawned on me. They're locks... For crooks. When I told my boyfriend, <laughs> he looked at me with an expression of sadness, knowing this was a deciding moment and it's not going to work out. Oh, oh no, oh, I've had a few of those. <laughs> the, the, the flash frame, as I like to call it. <laughs> when they say something like, um, who is David Cameron? I remember that was one. <laughs> no, what about my one? She's really zanny. Oh. oh, come on, mate. You're out of here. One yeah. of mine was um, a, um, a, a really nice woman, but she referred to um, Nick Hornby's fever pitch as a novel. Oh, of yeah. Of course, it's non-fiction. <sighs> that was that. Yeah. Anyway. Good to have a rule, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a movable feast, but you just know. You can't do anything about it. It sounds callous, but it just happens. You feel nah. a tightening in the chest and, <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it can work the other way, like on the first day that my wife and I had when um, we got very drunk and she pointed at something in a window and cracked her head off it. And I thought, you're great. Off you're the leaving. window? Yeah, she, yeah. she went like that, oh. look at that, poof, and just smashed her forehead against the window. And it's I thought, a, it's a lot. she's it's, fun. It's long. <laughs> well, you liked her sort of skinhead escapes tendencies. <laughs> it sounds like... Um, it was accidental. <laughs> it sounds like Mickey Rourke and Faye Dunaway, <laughs> Barfly. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I'll make a nook. They're drunks. They're drunks. I have, and yeah. <laughs> it's not a, a compliment. <laughs> I love that film. There's, there's still stuff I remember from that film. There's a bit where she chews. Oh, We've all had this. He, 
he's a you know he's 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 basically Charles Bukowski, so he's he's sort oh, yeah. of you know he's, mm. he's he's a drunk, but he's very bright bloke, mm-hmm. and she chooses this sort of better looking guy. I think he's called Eddie. I can't remember now, but he said she said, look, it's over. I'm I'm seeing Eddie, and Eddie's like a bit more obvious macho, and he goes, oh, not Eddie with his obviousness. <laughs> And his unoriginal <laughs> macho energy. <laughs> oh, I love it. Made me feel so much better about myself, mm. generally. And Michael Keaton, this is something I'd completely forgotten. Michael Keaton's Batman. Mm. He wears, um, what, no, what, it's, you know that stuff, um, is it called Kosh or something like that? It's, it's like black eyeshadow. Mascara stuff. Coal. Coal. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's coal. Yeah. So his yes. his his eye holes on his Batman mask are a bit on the big side. So <laughs> he's gone round his eyes with with coal. Which K O H L is that? Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? How and, much? And I thought <laughs> one of the great things that you need to develop as a superhero is a sort of quick change. Yeah, you can't thing. Be... You've got to be up an alleyway and then come out full costume. You can't be uh, <laughs> yeah, um, Batman. The uh, city halls on fire. I'm just hold on. I'm just in my eyes. Let's get my eyes right. Uh, also, with all that technology at his disposal, get a mask that has circles around your eyes in the exact dimensions. I Listen, bet. you don't want exactly. You don't want Batman to be late to the burning building because um, he couldn't prize the Rimmel mascara. That's my compact. <laughs> you can, you know, when you see women sometimes uh, in in traffic jams doing their makeup in the rearview mirror. You see Batman in the Batmobile doing his eyes <laughs> on the way there. <laughs> oh God, where's the top the brush? on Absolute Radio. Um, we've had an email entitled Emily Dean. Um, I'm going to read it to you right now. I mean, I couldn't, but I'll go on. <laughs> Last night I watched a play for today called Don't Be Silly from 1979 that was on BBC Four recently. Very harrowing, controversial, disturbing, but worth watching, made over 40 years ago. But if it was made today, it would still seem relevant and realistic. It really hasn't aged. Who's this? Is from Will Gomper. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Yeah. And in the credits, the young daughter was played by none other than Emily Dean. Amazed she didn't even get a BAFTA nomination for that back then, or a lifetime achievement now. <laughs> Can I say, that's the only time I ever had a response to my play for today outing in the form of a <laughs> football cheer. None of my parents' friends did that for yeah. some reason. Well, um, yes, yeah, so, so, I so is it on? Is it? Um, it's been on, but it, it'll be on. Um, it's currently on, on iPlayer. iPlayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, one of our readers drew my attention to it because I think they're having a play for today anniversary. Yes, we've Frank. got it on um, series record. Actually, it's well, a lot of a lot of there's a lot of gritty northernness. You'd love it, Al. Yeah, it sounds. Love like it. it's up my not, street. Not much northernness in my play. No. It's very... No. Um, I'm not <laughs> annoying. <laughs> Look out for that one. <laughs> oh, is that a spoiler? <laughs> that might be one of my lines of dialogue. <laughs> no, it's, it's so fabulous that your play for today is on, is on the iPlayer. Yeah. Wonderful. I don't think I've got anything on I play. Mine's dribbled out the plug hole. Oh, am I the only one? I think so. Lovely. That's probably likely. 
Frank, so, what about yes. that sign? What's it called again? I'm, I'm, I'm keen to plug it. This is one of the most... Um, <laughs> Retro <laughs> plugs ever. It's called Don't Be Don't Silly. Don't Be Silly. What Don't do I get money silly. from? Oh, I hope I do. Uh, Don't Be Silly. Uh, BBC Four iPlayer. I think it's up there for a month. This is um, a shout specifically going out to uh, Mark Gatiss because I know he's a big play for today fan. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly bad child acting. Well, I, a, a weird thing is that um, there used to be armchair theatre play for today the wednesday play a television was full of prime time really gritty drama mm. i mean there was other kinds of drama but mainly it was right really social comment and me and my mum and dad uh just used to sit and watch it every night like people now watch britain's got talent mm. yeah mm. at the end of it my dad would say it was a funny ending wasn't it more or less every time but we watched it that's the great thing about having no choice yeah um but I, yes. met, I had um i had len goodman on um, room 101 many years ago and he put choice into room 101 and i thought it was ridiculous but now i see what he meant yeah all i want is all i asked for was a bit of toast and some coffee. I don't yeah. want to know if it's sourdough or bread. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, this is what uh, Chef Ramsay, as I believe they call him um, in oh, America. Chef Ramsay, <laughs> Chef Ramsay, yeah, Chef Ramsay. Uh, Chef Ramsay always says about restaurants, isn't it? That yes. That's the sign of a bad restaurant. If he walks in and sees at the menu, there's too many dishes. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that has mm. to go. Keep it simple. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, I don't like, you know, when you go and sometimes I think the, the, the Chinese restaurant's a classic example. It's like a book. You actually yeah. get a book to read. <clears throat> yeah. Goodness me. Um, and the other thing um, about Michael Keaton. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really nagged because I've started watching the second one now, Batman Returns. It's, it's, it's very much in my. Uh, I was thinking if if he was unmasked in it, mm. that the hair would have um, the tower of hair would have been uh, would have been like a, like a, a dry stone wall would have come down with the weight of the robber cowl, mm. and that would have been the terrible. No one mm. would have cared. It was Bruce Lee that had just oh, oh <laughs> Bruce no. Lee. <laughs> no, give that a give that a zhuzh, yeah. mate. I'm going to come back with. I'm going to ask a question of um, Alan Cochran when we get back. Something I, I read which Lovely. confused me, but um, I think he might know the answer. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. I was reading. I've had a very Batman-y week. I mm. was reading about the new um, The Batman movie. Is with, that what it's called? With yeah. With because uh, the Batman when he when Batman first started in the comics he was called the Batman right and then he dropped the the mm-hmm. uh, a bit like carpenters oh yeah they're just carpenters they're not the carpenters but I think mm. eurythmics can be both can't they can is they? that right or maybe it's oh, just eurythmics of that I think one of the great challenges for the older radio presenter is to know <laughs> when to the and when not to the <laughs> on, a, on a band name. <laughs> Anyway, um, I was reading Robert Pattinson is playing um, Batman oh, in the yeah. new movie. Oh, is he now? I'm a bit worried about his jawline. It's because Michael Keaton's jawline is a bit like mine. It's not a Batman jawline. Right. I, do you Robert's know what? I think, he'll, I think he's all right, Robert okay. Pattinson. I, I mean, you know. Anyway, um, our Pat is um, 
I read a thing about him saying he, he thought he wouldn't really work out for I the Batman role. Yeah. Did you believe that? No. no. Or at least no. I hoped that it wasn't true. Well, I wish it would be true. I'd like the idea of Batman being a bit paunchy. <laughs> I'd like him being, yeah, with a sort of sports direct bag and a bit out of shape. But he said, all I'm doing, he said, my, um, they, got, they gave me a personal trainer. He said, and all mm. I'm doing, all he gave me was a BOSU ball. And I've been in my, my hotel room with that. What's yeah. going and on? I thought, what on earth is that? That sounds like something you'd have with dumplings, but what, do you know what it is? I do know what it is, yeah. <gasps> so I knew it. Knew it. It's just one of those big exercise balls. I think it's often called a Swiss ball as well. What, those big rubber ones? Yeah. That's what he's doing to, to line up for Batman. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to be enough. If he was playing number six in The Prisoner, that would have been <laughs> ideal practice. If you remember, they used to be pursued by these giant oh, balls yes. that came from the sea. <laughs> I believe it was called Rover. Oh, yes, that's mm. correct. Oh, OK, so he's got one of those. Surprised. I'm surprised. I don't know what he would be doing with it that would make him... Like Batman level of fit, if uh, if that makes any well, sense. I'd sure like to find out. Yeah, I remember a man. As uh, a man, I used to see regularly at, um, at football. <laughs> Do you remember that? I've, have I told this before? He was a very big <laughs> man indeed. A very big man, and he he'd been going to the gym to try and you know make things better. And he said to me, an horrible thing this week, I was on one of those exercise balls and it burst. He said, they don't, you know. Oh. He said, oh, they, they should make sure they're all, they're all right and that before. And I just, I mean, what can you say? That's awful. I mean, that is, that is like the world's strongest man when I was in Malta with them all. And uh, they broke everything. They sat on the toilet. Yeah. Um, can I just say, I've just received a crezione. Go I'm on. Still not entirely convinced. 682 has said no. Bosu ball is a half ball with a platform. Um, half ball with a platform. So Do you know what that means? Almost I, I like think a, he's thinking of Saturn. Almost like a disc on top of a half sphere. I'm very oh. pleased with and my do, shot selection stand, on language there. And do you stand on it to balance? Is it I one think of you that? can stand on it. You could probably do push-ups on it. You might be able oh, to. Come on. Might be able to squat on it and that sort of thing if you mm. had the uh, dexterity mm. and the range of motion, the ROM. Well, we'll see uh, see how that turns out. It's, <laughs> it's uh, I imagine that'll be also mega delayed as all films are nowadays. Have we had any more outside world activity? Didn't we hear, hear We've something? Had. Um, a missive. Oh, I just got to an interesting bit, and of course the producer decides we're talking too much. Oh, here we go. The fest has come up. Can you believe that? People don't tune into this show for the music. <laughs> oh, God. Top of the Pops, there's nine episodes on BBC Four every night. <laughs> That's my advice. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Hey, you've, um, you've lit up the switchboard with your mention of um, Bosu balls. You have, with your phony info. I got you it go. wrong. <laughs> I got Don't it wrong. Fall out, guys. And, and Tuppence, a regular correspondent, got it right. She pointed out that it's a half ball that you stand oh, on and do exercises correct. on top. And, okay. um, and also, uh, 541 has said, is a Bosu ball what Sabutio players stand on? Uh, it's a similar looking thing though very much it? so but I've, I've, I've got a good bit of info from Liz who's emailed saying Bursu stands for both sides up you can have either a ball side oh. down and stand on the flat bit or the other way 
which I suppose is like a bouncy... Like the Upside Down world in uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah I guess mm. so. Okay. Uh, yeah, Ultra it. Magnus confirms the BOSU ball is half a Swiss ball. Uh, there's a flat base you can use for balance and the half is in caps. Yeah. Uh, okay. Subutio, of course, now is an obsolete game because the way the players stand with their arms slightly away from their bodies would be a handball every time it goes mm. to them in VAR. Mm. Yeah. So um, if, you've, if you've got your subut, you just bin it. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Done. Um, good. Oh, yes, we were telling us we've had a, we've had a missive from... Uh, we've had a missive? A very special lady. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we say that? No, if you don't want to sound like you're one of the <coughs> Miss World judges. Oh, sure. Eric Morley. <laughs> well, he was never a judge, was it? Oh, he's a judge, but he never introduced... It was the guys who introduced them and used to ask, like, really... Well, you, all, you all turn round, girls. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Different times. <laughs> so, this is from a very special lady. This <laughs> is from a uh, friend of the show, contributor to the show, uh, Angela Barnes. Fabulous Angela says... I've worked, I've worked with Angela in the past. Oh, I've worked with Angela. Tremendous. Have you with Angela? Yes. Oh, with yeah. Angela. Barnsey. I love a bit of Barnsey. Barnsey says, uh, Hello, I hope you're keeping well in these lockdown mad times. I'm just catching up with last week's podcast and the White Christmas surname story. Oh, yes. Quick recap over to our recap correspondent, Frank Skinner. A quick recap was a lady called Lil Lily Tilly Tilly Christmas Christmas? married a guy called White and they then realised that that, that, that hyphenation led to White Christmas exactly Mm -hmm. Angela continues I thought you might like to know that next year I'm marrying my fiancé I love that um, Barnsley's gone fiancé my fiancé Matt Wooden we can't go double-barrelled as we'd be wooden barns. But it couldn't... <laughs> as opposed and to those course, uh, those top fibreglass ones you get. And, of mm. course, Matt Wooden, thanks for the tip. <laughs> oh, oh, Matt crap. Wooden is a regular occurrence in our house. Love to you all. Oh, thank you, Angela. Yeah, I, wooden barns I quite like, though. No, but people would. Also, it, it sounds... People would, would. It also <laughs> would scoff. It sounds a bit like an old musical act as well, doesn't it? Wooden barns. Mm. They could as go well barns wooden, but that sounds a bit no. like a character in Dallas. That sounds like wooden should be in parentheses, <laughs> and it's in a list of uh, outside structures um, sale. <laughs> brochure. You know those brochures with the sales of outside structures? Yeah. Sounds like that. Um, oh, it used to just be the rich, of course, that had um, hyphenated names. They must yeah. be—they must be angry now, seeing them. Must be the hyper lawyer using hyphenated. Well, they've I'm gone sure for the it. singular now. You yeah, can, you can imagine now, <laughs> like Boris. Some, <laughs> some, not some, even a they get rid of the defeffle and all that yeah. because they think, oh, everyone's got the double barrel. Yeah. But imagine some country manor now, where some a bloke's going. But first, it was Burberry, <laughs> and now hyphenation. <laughs> get back. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute 
Radio website. Hold it. Good, good morning. Good, 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 good morning. Good, good, good morning to, to you. I love that. So traditional. Oh, I love it. Mm. I've never Very heard Radio that Caroline. Before. Yeah, it's got that feel to it, hasn't it? Mm. Makes me feel a little bit like I've got mal de mer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. You've been um, congratulated on an earlier Subutio reference that you did uh, by texter 538, who says, great Subutio reference, Frank, and then continues, I had Subutio cricket, and when I eventually stopped oh, yeah. playing the game, I used the scoreboard as a desk calendar. Those were the days. This is news just into me. I didn't realise there was such a thing as Subutio cricket. Yes, and I mean, I think the great cricket game was Auzat. Oh, right, yeah. Mm. Which was one, if I recall it, is the bowler's arm would come up and you would roll. Oh, no, this might might be Subutio cricket I'm thinking of. The bowler's arm would come up and there was like a, 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 a a flume. Yeah, a flume running from the raised hand, and you would roll a ball bearing down it, and mm-hmm. it would go off towards the batsman. My first thought when I saw Subutio cricket was, oh, "What a silly idea!" And then I thought, "Well, actually, Subutio football is a silly idea. Ter- like, it's a terrible game, Subutio." <laughs> Goodness me. Never liked it. One of our many late reviews on this show. <laughs> Never ever liked it. Don't um, encourage children to flick. Yeah, it always ends no. up badly. That's one of your uh, famous sayings, isn't it? Don't encourage children to flick. I really you got like that the, carved in wood in your house? Somewhere? I like the idea that the uh, the German champion of Subutio might be known as Hair Flick. <laughs> <laughs> what what else? Well, we were discussing. No, um... but, but no, but what else? <laughs> Come now, ask the Nautals to tell me. He would have. Do you know what? <laughs> You've really missed your calling. I think the next job you should ask for on air is uh, a Dickens adaptation. Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah. Don't you think he'd be a brilliant? I've got the yeah. face. Got the face for it now, and of course the teeth, the Victorian teeth. <laughs> well, I couldn't possibly comment. Uh, you'd be a great sort of Thomas Gradgrind. I don't remember who that one was. I think it was Hard Times, wasn't he, or Murdstone? I don't do. know that one, but they're all okay. good names. They're good names. Uh, they good names. Frank, can we discuss the signage issue? Oh, yes. I raised it with you this morning, didn't I? You did. Um, Emily came in and said, do you know that they've got a sign-up in Absolute that says you don't have to be mad to work here, but it helps? A sign I haven't seen for many a year and off. I was surprised by it. In, in these times, it doesn't seem as sensitive as it might, but I think it's I think it's knowing, isn't it? Yes. I suspect it's a sort of ironic yeah. revival. Right. And I was... We were um, talking about whether it's... Uh, when when a slogan or something of that, a joke, I suppose, yeah. a, a verbal joke like that, gets to a point where it sort of has a second life in irony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, for example, I couldn't now wear a T-shirt that says calm down and carry on because it's not ready. It's not ready for a second life. It's still right. awful thing to have. It's still unacceptable. And, yeah, uh, especially what about uh, keep calm and drink Prosecco? Oh, oh anything well, Prosecco. Yeah, well, the... Um, the other, because the, the the development of keep calm and carry on is worse than keep calm and carry. On. Maybe wearing keep calm and carry on is 
okay now because it's it's going back to the source. It's the OG, yeah. The only one I ever saw that really impressed me was a Welsh rugby fan that had Keep Calm and Barry John. <laughs> Barry John was a famous Welsh rugby player. And I thought, well, that that's actually quite good because that fits so so sweetly. Well, David, Keep and Calm I, and Elton John would work because he struggles to keep calm. Oh, yeah. yes. If yeah. I was David Furnish, I'd wear that. I said um, I think that I would be prepared to have on my car now, my other car's a Porsche. I think that has reached the stage. I would worry about that, though, because you? Why? Well, you could have another car that's a Porsche. I think you're, you're meant rich. to have that sticker on, like uh, a, on a bad my car. car my car's it? eight years old. Yeah, this car's not, not that nice. Car. Sorry, Frank. It's not that nice. No, it is I know nice, there's water pouring in. No, it is nice, but it, I know what you mean. It's not sort of Ferrari. He's got a water ingress problem. It's, it's not, not Simon Cowell type. No, it's it's, when it's he's diesel down. as well, actually. What about my car kills? <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You've had something of a um, friendly crackshot, I would say, okay. here, Frank. 191 has said, Frank, the cricket game was test match. Loved it, with the bowler's arm and the batsman had a string pulled back for the bat. Yes, Mm. The ball bearing rolled by the bowler could be hit by batsman and fought between the strategically placed fielders. Kev from Norbury. I used to live in Norbury. Shout out to the Norbury Massive, yeah? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And if it went in between, there was like a little um, I've never done that before. I like the Norbury Massive. Not going to lie. I once heard one of the... the, My favourite things I ever heard on the radio was a big shout out to the Archway Painter. (laughs) And I thought that was a painter and decorator. My sister had to point out that was a graffiti artist. That's how they're referred to, is the the painter. Yes. I thought, oh, that'd be nice. You can come and do well, my uh, go to the foot masonry. of <laughs> <laughs> the archway painter. Yeah, I uh, never knew that. Alan Del Monte. No. Wait, no. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> How about having a my other cars a Porsche sticker on your Porsche? Oh yeah, I'm sure. What, where someone... do you stand on that? Well, I, I wouldn't... I mean, I'm sure they're beautiful cars, but I would feel foolish getting into a Porsche. Why? Uh, just because. Self-conscious. I'm... Clothes. Pretty intelligent. <laughs> and, and and I'm sure someone with a Porsche has, has done that. Do you, would you say? I would say. Yeah. Do, a Porsche's a tad uh, cigar aficionado yeah, for you. Yeah, I, I think it is. Also, I think I'm slightly put off by that image of James Dean ploughing into a into a truck in his Porsche Spider. Yes. If Porsche are listening and they were considering giving us a car, then don't take this too badly. No, no. Um, I mean, God bless, you God bless your Porsche, but you can stick your car. <laughs> if there's any Porsche drivers listening again, you know, I'm I'm sorry um, if there were. Things weren't great in your childhood. My prediction is there won't be any Porsche drivers listening to this. Why? Mm. It's it's too avant-garde. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Berlin? <laughs> uh, well, avant-garde. <laughs> Welcome in Bienvenue. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Ladies. Anyway. Okay. We've all had a drink. I Can I ask you a question? I haven't seen the papers today. Is Uh-oh. the headline Comings and Goings? 
Oh. For the Dominic Cummings story. It's got to I be. I think it's going to be something like Cummings is going, which mm. isn't as oh, elegant. Not as good. I'll tell you but what, that's what it'll be. I'll tell you what was uh, big on the old Twitter was, I don't know how many people did this, but it was a lot. People saying, oh, have you seen the new John Lewis ad? It's a bit disappointing this year. And then an image of Dominic Cummings with the the with office the bo- box. With the box, yeah. Mm, the box. Iconic What's cardboard the box? box, isn't it? <laughs> so <laughs> iconic when someone's cleared their desk, that cardboard box walkout Ow, thing. It's so American movie, I can't believe he did it's it. Lehman it's Lehman Brothers, it's Dominic <laughs> Cummings, it's everywhere. What if it's got the nuclear button in it? Which you, stole? you know when you always steal stuff when you when you have to leave work. I think it's just like got fifty bottles of Tipex and the nuclear button. What I'm worried, yeah, but they're um, they're piled on top of the nuclear button. I tell you what, I bet it's. I tell you what, what uh, phoning uh, this no the texting this morning's texting. What's in Dominic Cummings's box? You know what's definitely in there. What you don't have to be. Dot, 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 oh, to work yeah. here, but it helps. I think I tell, I tell you what could be in there a what? slightly entangled Newton's cradle <laughs> <laughs> from his desk. <laughs> I want to talk now because we've been talking about the office signs. For example, the one in Absolute Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, my particular... I'm also very conscious if I see one... I've, I've seen this before, I think, which is sort of danger, a danger sign and then an arrow pointing down and then it says decaffeinated colleague. Oh. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like that. How do you feel about baby on board? Oh, I'm all right with those. OK. I some, see them sometimes and I... I crane and stretch and rob a neck and can <laughs> see no baby. Oh, yeah. What if about babe on board? I've <laughs> seen that. Have you seen that? If I, oh, fa- if I force that car off the road yeah. and then said, I, well, I, I assume by deduction that the, they had a baby in the boot. Yeah, that would be bad. Would, would I get away with that legally? Mm. Any what, legal what experts, about, 8, 12, 15. What about if you can read this, you're too damn close? <laughs> oh, what about when lady, ladies wear that on the T-shirt? Oh, oh is that thing? Yes. I've never read that. Oh, you're a good boy, Norris yeah. Frank. OK, I'm going to end at what about that mm-hmm. on a caution hangover in progress. Oh, oh come on, Frank. Well, don't blame me, I haven't had one in progress for a long time. <laughs> So while we're on the work, um, work speak subject, mm-hmm. I want to draw both of your attention to a survey that, w- that was out this week. A mobile phone company, I'm not being coy about mentioning them, I just haven't heard of this particular one. Let's not mention them. Okay, let's okay. not. That's what they want, these people. <laughs> you tell them. They've done a survey, um, and it's all about office jargon. Oh, yeah. I think they've called it referred to as jargon. They've d- created a jargonery, like a dictionary filled with jargon. It's not, and it's, th- it's not. That's a very rubbish piece of jargon, if you don't mind me mm. Yeah. Mm. The best jargon um, sounds quite like like if I I am a big fan of jargon oh, personally. Yeah. I am. Oh, yeah. I really like it. Yeah. I just I just like new words. Often mm. I find them really satisfying when they're cleverly put together. Uh huh. And I, if I said I'm a kind of a jargonaut. 
Yeah. Lovely. At least that sounds yes. like yes. Argonaut. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas jargonery doesn't sound like that no. dictionary no. at all. No, good. No, no we're, no we're good. all uh, on the same page. Clean dictionary up. sounds a lot like dictionary. That's, That's good. good. Pictionary, excellent. You know what you're going to get with the yeah. game Pictionary, but don't I you? But I say, if you're going to, you know, mock other people's use of language, clean up your own backyard. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's quite jargony in its own yeah, way, I guess, which yeah. I love. So, it's also an Elvis song. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the list includes phrases. There's phrases like touch base. Yeah. Both of you use that? I think I probably do use that, yeah. I'll right. tell you something. I don't think I use it, but I think um, David Badil's mom, um, God bless her, mm-hmm. no longer with us, I she's the first person I ever heard use the term touch base, and I bet you that was 20 years ago. Really? Ahead of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Is it ahead of the game one? <laughs> Probably. There's yes. a lot of um, there's a lot of baseball. Yeah, you're right. There really is. There's um, playing hardball, touch base, a curveball. Yeah. Mm. A, sp- a spitball. They use that as well now, don't they? Yeah. Is it people trying to be cool using Americanisms? Because they sound a bit cooler. Well, they might have come over from... I guess they come from America, but um, maybe people don't know the base. I mean, the spitball... Mm. I don't know if you're aware of the spitball. No, I'm not. I'd like to explain. Well, I'll tell you what, it's got an interesting history. Um, I know you're... Gather gather around around the fireside. (laughs) Um, You know, in in cricket, if anyone puts anything on the ball... Tampering? Yeah. Yeah. That that is... um, Naughty. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, in baseball, they used to do it with spit or sometimes with, uh, you know, their hair gel or, you know, whatever, uh, brill cream oh, or whatever. Oh, product. And that was a spitball. But it was oh. it was made illegal, but there's, there's a fabulous coda to this uh, banning of spitball, which Lovely. I'll be back with after this. Can I just point out, Rachel at Copy Girl has been in touch to congratulate Kath and Rachel on the, their podcast. Hashtag wish I was an only child. What a treat. Oh, that's good. I can't believe I've become some messenger for my partner. <laughs> Get used to it. And also you uh, you dismissed Porsche drivers and said that it was very unlikely that we would have any listening. Mm. Um, I disagreed because I think people have got depths. And, uh, you know, we shouldn't judge them just on one spending decision that they made. No, no, you're right. 654 has proved the point. (laughs) Um, 654 has come in. Not only do I have a Porsche, but I have a T-shirt that says, I love it when my wife lets me drive my Porsche. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wowee. That makes me happy, though, that sort of upfrontness about it. Fair play. Yes, he's self-aware and, you know, you can go a long way in life. You really can. That time, that time I saw um, Peter Stringfellow <laughs> on daytime television. Oh, yeah. yeah. And someone asked him how he managed being, going, being married to an 18-year-old girl. Mm. What they, he said, what do, they, what do you find to talk about? And he said, oh, well, I'm lucky there because I am very shallow. <laughs> See? And so I don't need... And he didn't even make it a big thing. It was on the way to the point he was making. But I thought, you know what? I respect you. Respect. Uh, No longer with us. You've also uh, (laughs) mentioned songs that include the name of the band in the name of the song. Yeah. Um, Iron Maiden by Iron Maiden. Classic. I didn't didn't know there was a song called Iron Maiden by Iron Maiden. I don't think they did. 
<laughs> I mean, come on. What about uh, We Call It Madness by Madness? Oh, is that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Living in a Box by Living in a Box. That's a great song. Do you remember that? Really good I? song. Is that Dominic Cummings? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't, I don't living remember in Living a box. in a Box. Living I thought it, it might have gone a bit like that. Did it, and was it followed by in a box? No, it said, I'm a living in a cardboard box. That's good. Really? Mm. Yeah. Sounds a bit social comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the okay. selector by, by the selector. Oh, yes. yes. I, saw, I saw, them, saw them live. Did you? You've oh. seen them all or you've worked with them all, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, seen them all. Mm, they were huge. So, meanwhile, over in the office jargon world... Oh, yeah. Father, the men, they're coming up the drive. <laughs> so, that would turn against me, Ned Leather. So, anyway, <laughs> that was a bit from Billy Liar. That would turn against me, Ned Leather. <laughs> That's the name of the sort of workers' leader. Ned Leather. Fantastic. Sorry, I'm, I'm... Do we get angered by the jargon? Because that seems to be a thing that comes up. There's I lots of anger like about it. it. It's just new, it's yeah. inventive new language. Well, I, I know we don't talk about the comments on news stories because it's so done to death, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of anger about people <laughs> reaching out. I mean, a lot. A lot of yeah. people say, I, I hate it when a colleague says, can you reach out to so-and-so? And I, I'm, maybe it's because I'm six foot three and I've spent a lot of my life doing people the favour of reaching out. <laughs> people are always saying, Alan, can you get that down for yeah. me? And I reach out and I get it. And then I, and I, it makes I me feel good fine. to reach I out. I would find you what very about, useful for that. Thank what about you. if you were a goalkeeping coach and you couldn't use that? <laughs> exactly. Quite. I wish people would think, think before they or, speak. Or a boxer. I mean, that, without your reach, you're nothing. Good shout, that. Uh, yeah. What I is do... your reach? Do you know, I was once told I had an impressive reach. Oh, oh when you boxed. Oh, you yes. Um, was it low-hanging fruit? It, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I tell you what I don't like? You can, but oh, it'll have to be after up. this break. <laughs> Coming up soon, what Emily doesn't like. <laughs> that, should, that should get us through the rest of the show. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Hey, we've had some um, interesting music news texted to us. You know you were discussing songs that feature the name of the band in the song title. Mm. Um, 820, I found this interesting, maybe you guys know it. Frank, Motorhead by Motorhead is actually a cover of Motorhead by Hawkwind written by Lemmy of Hawkwind before he became Lemmy of Motorhead. Oh! That, that, good, that, good is, that is good, I like that. Mm. Oh, That's like why eight two us on the big box there. I like it when we do music talk. We pay the here. most interesting text in, don't we? we but he must have loved that term, Motorhead. Yeah. So he wrote the song about it, then when he got a band, he thought, I'm going for it. Yeah. What a guy. And you were about to tell us what you didn't like, and Frank was about to tell us about spitballs. Can I tell you the spitball first? I believe. Uh, hang on. Okay. <laughs> this is the thing: is that these there was some pitchers in baseball who used this spitball, this illegal delivery, and then it was completely outlawed. But these guys, it's probably about I don't know, fifteen of them, said, "But this is our, career. you know, we've made our career from spitballing." Uh -huh. And they said, "Well, okay, then what we'll do." And this is another piece of joke I've never heard in any other context, but I can see it works. 
we'll grandfather you in. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of that? I've heard of grandfather. So if, a rule, if well. a rule is invented, but you were doing whatever you were doing before the rule, you're allowed to ca- carry on. Yeah, yeah. So these guys were given a special dispensation and allowed to spitball until they retired. And when the last one retired, that was the end of the spitball. Yeah. Can you imagine the FA being that inventive <laughs> and broad-minded? Never in a thousand years. There's something lovely and poetic about the uh, the grandfather you in. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I enjoy that enormously. Like yeah. Uh, what I don't like. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Which uh, we were going to address. Was we this me- a big one? Should we gather round? Well, all right, Captain Oates. Maybe sometime. <laughs> I hate a couple of things. Annual leave in an email. I oh, know really? this is slightly different, but still, it's only a thing you hear in an office context, isn't it? I'm currently on annual leave oh, when yeah. you get that email back from someone. Now, stop acting like you're some Arman in Havana. You know, you're not some ambassador. You, you're just having a week off. Why yeah. can't you say that? You're in your jogging bottoms in centre parks, mate. It's not. Exactly. Yeah, it's quite military. Now you stop. Now I stop to think about it. I am mm. on annual leave. Who, who do you think you are? <laughs> you're on holiday. <laughs> what about I? I am currently O O O. Oh, I oh. don't know. Out of office. Yes. That's good. I've never I seen am currently. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Frank Spencer sends that one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently Ooh Betty. It could be, uh, or Celtic fans. When you hear the history, it's enough to make your heart go, whoa. Yeah, okay. Why are you looking at me like that, all confused and yeah. frightened? I don't Do- like I Am U. I Am U is, have you not seen I've that? I've never seen I Am U. Can I be honest? I think you're kept quite... I think you're, maybe your personal assistant gets annual leave oh, yeah. emails. You don't have to deal with these things. I would say I get eight emails a week <laughs> on average. How many does that poor woman get? And probably yeah. about five texts. Right. Do I you? mean, really, when I... I must have thought this before. I did a programme called The Bobble, and you got... Oh, that's a pioneering... <laughs> think of the thing of it. And you're hidden away, three celebrities, haha, are in a house, mm. and um, you're not allowed your phone, telly, news, or anything. And they take your phones away, and at the end of it, they gave me my phone back, and I'd had um, three emails <laughs> and two texts in three days. <laughs> All the rest had had calls from their Hollywood agents. And this was when I was in my prime. <laughs> I just, um, I don't like the contact thing. Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner. on Absolute Radio. Oh, well, this, is, uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8 12 15. It's really good when you do that. Mm. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Also good. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Bad. Not really. That's we were fine. discussing office jargon earlier mm. and just things that people say but I think there's um, there's not really a lot in the life of a comedian that's office jargony like jokes don't lend themselves to that many phrases but there are there is one you know when people do asking for a friend jokes like um, is six mince pies too many to eat on a train journey asking for a friend you know oh, the, yeah, the, the yeah. Sort of, mm-hmm. I always want to not that I'm on Twitter but whenever I see that being done I always want to say I'll be a friend 
<laughs> and just ignore the first part and just go with them asking for a friend as uh, if they're asking for a friend. Yeah, I they would want do friendship. that if friendship was one of my things. Yeah, I wouldn't do it really. <laughs> IRL, no. I don't really want a friend. IRL in real life. <laughs> nah. There's a good one. Yeah. Nah. People do a lot of those, the three-letter acronyms, aren't they? TLAs. I'm just looking yeah. at the ones listed as, as winding people up. Um, thinking outside the box is one that people Fine with don't that. like. It's all gone a bit uh, DC. Isn't that a chapter in, it in uh, Dracula? <laughs> 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 and um, people don't like get your ducks in a row. They don't like that. I wouldn't have known what that meant until I saw this really? article. Yeah. yeah. I love ducks in a row. Do you? Do yes. you use it? Yes. Do you? All the time. And is it it's to, one of my favourites. Is it to do with fairground um, marksmanship? <laughs> Lovely turn of phrase. I like marksmanship. There. I've got to be honest, Al. I've never really thought about it in those terms. Get your ducks terms, in the row and then shoot you know, them. That's what it should be. In Frank, its you're right. Context. That is what it's to do with. My problem is, is I thought it was geese. I, I misheard it. So Get people have said to row. me, "Get you." In ducks in a row and I've said oh, I thought I was, oh god I've got them in V formation I've got to do <laughs> complete rearrangement very different I don't know why people get angry about it isn't it just new and inventive use of language yeah. well except when you I think sometimes the euphemisms euphemisms concern me mm-hmm. the sort of core euphemisms so for example uh, someone being described as not very client facing Oh. But that's really good. Does that mean they've got a horrible temper, is that? No, it means you don't... I've got to be honest, none of us three are client-facing. But you know we are. Because we're slight oddballs. You know we're on the radio now, in fact. (laughs) Yeah, but exactly. There you go, mate. We're on the radio. Think about it. We're not client-facing. But I think that's a brilliant (laughs) term. I'm not very client-facing. It means that, yeah. Do you, do you, what would you understand by that? Well, I think it's the person that you don't want to be out in the on reception. Quite you right. want them. They're you great, yeah. but you want them in an office at the back. Yeah, they're the somewhere. mavericks, the free yeah. spirit. Well, you're, you're, uh-huh. the, the, um, you're not really the face of the, the company type. You know when you walk into a reception, there's a person behind reception, they sort of light up as if you turning up is great news. Yeah. Makes a big difference, I yeah. think. But, of course, I wouldn't be doing that. No, you're, you're not very client-facing, Frank. I am... Um, I, I don't know. I, I tell you, I did a TV show where the producer um, gave the um, the AP. Mm. Actually, it was the series producer talking to the producer, and he said um, he gave him a bit of a pep talk. Mm. He said, "Look, um, what I've got to. I need to readjust this, and I'm finding myself on the front line a bit." Oh. He said, "And that's not my. That's not me." I'm the executive producer. He said, you're on the front line with the troops. I am above the action in a helicopter looking down. And then he said, I'll tell you what, let's call it a a telecopter. He did. Um, he did. He did it, it like, yeah. in a moment of I've just thought of something brilliant. You know that look that comes on someone's face. Oh, oh <laughs> God! That's what I'm not so keen on. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. It's not office jargon, but I occasionally get annoyed by packaging language when you buy food mm. or clothing, and it has 
I mean, I'll give you an example. I bought six mince pies last night and there was a sticker on the box saying vegan friendly. Well, I mean, they're inanimate, aren't they? They're six mince pies. They're not friendly or not friendly. You mean oh, vegan suitable. I like friendly as a... I like <laughs> Why that not thing? suitable for vegans? <laughs> All right, well, that's more words. <laughs> what about just, that? We've had a great one from uh, Faye. Our, oh, yes. Our colleague, our esteemed AP. colleague. Yes. She was talking about the office jargon. She just poked her head round the door and in a little moment of inspiration, she said, nice to e-meet you. Oh, yeah. Something she doesn't like. I'm, I'm in fact, I cannot bear nice to e-meet you. Mm-hmm. Again, I had one of those recently and I liked it. <laughs> You're such a contrarian. Or, or did I, well, that's a contrarian. what it is, Al. You are a contrarian. I can't help liking it if I like it. <laughs> the more you say you're not, the you see what's happening there. But I when think you say you're not a contrarian. You could say contrarian was jargon. Because <laughs> you're using... It's exactly what a contrarian would say. You're using an adjective <laughs> as a noun. <laughs> I use, um, I use uh, stay in radio contact. Not, not just for, like, Ooh. us who are on the radio. I mean, like, friendships. Like, if I'm speaking to my mate Graham, I'll say, oh, keep me in the loop, stay in radio contact, and then I go inside and realise I'm just full of clichés. No, but I think that's... that's Frank, what about... It's good. Do you want to uh, ping me over an email? <laughs> Come on. Ping me. Yeah, I associate <laughs> ping so much with uh, the microwave. That confuses me. Yeah, yeah. I... I think we should try and uh, invent. If anyone uh, listening to this has got an idea for a completely new piece of jargon, let's oh, try and get okay. one into the language. Oh, I'll tell you what, what I was... Coulston. <laughs> yeah, like Coulston. Hey, that went down well. That know. doesn't make me sick every time I, I hear it. I don't know if that'll it'll be that good. <laughs> but I, I was thinking of if you've rethought something. So let's say, let's say you've, you've split up with someone, you've ended a relationship, and then you phone them, say, two or three days later and say, look, I know... I know it's um, difficult calling you and I know what I said and I know I said it wasn't working but I've had a chance, you know, now and I've gone to VAR (laughs) and I'm thinking that I'd like to try again. Oh, yeah. And I like like the feel of that. Imagine going into a fish and chip. I can have a fish and chip. Oh, no. I've gone to VAR. Pie and chips. Oh, yes. So VAR introduced into the lexicon uh, as a a little rethink. You know, I like that. Mm. I'm, I'm in, Frank. Good shout. You know, one that um, I thought was going to stay around and it came and went was some unexpected item in the bagging area. It was massive for ages. On the on the the comedy circuit, comedy circuit all the time. You know, in the supermarkets, but yeah. now they've tuned all the machines up and they now expect items in the bagging area on those uh, gadgets. Uh, what about so they if, no if, longer say it, What if they? Boris Johnson speaks tonight and said, look, I, yes, I, I did, you know, value Dominic Cummings a lot, but I've gone to VAR. <laughs> oh. And I'll, oh, you'll see. That's how quickly they catch on. It would be tremendous work. I'd have so much respect if you did that. Do you ever say he traps pretty fast? I remember um, my brother used to say that. Is that a greyhound racing It's thing? a greyhound racing term, but it means somebody who's, you know, quick quick on it. No, I didn't oh. pick that up when I used to go to the greyhounds every week. <laughs> he used to say, I remember, if anyone... Oh, for God's sake. If anyone you knew would definitely be in the pub. 
No matter how early you got to the pub, they'd already be there. He'd say, oh, yeah, he, tra- he traps pretty fast. I tell a lie. Um, a lovely editor I work for, now a very good friend of mine, actually, one of my nicest bosses ever, but she did say to me once, it was the one time when she, she got a bit shirty with me, I hadn't done my job well, and she was right. You know, those things you get furious about at the time, and years later you realise the person was right. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've gone to VAR, have you? <laughs> oh, my God, Frank. I'm using this all the time now. I went to VAR, yeah. and you can use footballers' tents. I've yeah. looked back on my behaviour. I've gone to VAR. I, she said to me, um, I just feel you're a bit late out of the traps with this uh-huh. one. Okay. See, they're basically the same thing, just that yeah. we, we've sort of cheapened it to greyhound. Yeah. <laughs> a bit in, in the West Midlands. <laughs> whip, probably whippy. Probably whippy. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We, we've had a new suggested phrase in from 538 who um, calls us Frankenfuck. Frankenfoot. Oh, got to tread carefully around that one. Yeah. Renew suggested phrase. My friend and I for years have been trying to introduce first buy, best buy, last. It's when you go shopping all day at different shops, then buy the first one you saw. The beauty of the phrase is that it doesn't work. (laughs) Um, I'll be honest, I hadn't read it that far. (laughs) I realise now I've wasted all of our time. Sorry, everyone. Mm. I think it nearly does. First buy, best buy. Oh, first buy, best buy, best. Oh, he's changed it halfway I'm, through I'm very the confused. text. But what does it mean? Yes. What does he want? Yes. <laughs> I mean, you'd think I would have filtered this out because it doesn't make sense, but here we are. No, Sorry. I'm, I'm OK. I <laughs> mean, I think we might is... have at least found out why it hasn't caught on. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a VAR related. It's not related to um, jargon, but it is VAR related anyway, whilst okay. we're in that area. My husband has a new party story to dine out on and impress his friends. Now, that's a thing. Dine out, dine out is always Excellent. a thing that's got oh, me. Yeah, yeah. It's like the idea you can go to a restaurant and when the waiter comes at the end, you can say, uh, do you accept anecdote? <laughs> yes, sir, of course. OK, well, sit down. To I was in fair, this bar. It's been paying your bills for several exactly. years. Exactly. Um, he cashed out an accumulator bet when it was £151, mm-hmm. only to realise his split-second decision was perfectly timed. VAR disallowed the goal moments later. Oh, what? Due Brilliant. to deciding the player was offside. And he therefore would have won nothing. He paraded around the house for hours singing VAR, my lord, <laughs> VAR, to the tune of Kumbaya. Excellent. Um, I'm. You know the phrase "gaining money by false pretense." <laughs> <laughs> they paid out on a on a goal that was then found, outside. which was then disallowed. Because yeah. presumably he cashed out on an accumulator bet. That sounds like the sort of area that Alan would understand. No, you'd think okay. so, but I'm actually not. Um, well, accumulator in the bet is the money you win on the last one goes on to the next one, and so on. Okay. Oh, and right. I suppose you can bail out, but to to. I find that a, a remarkable 
Frank Let's... Skinner taking the side of the bookmakers <laughs> here on Absolute Radio. Yeah. Well, ow, that's <laughs> Those it. Those poor put-upon bookmakers. Thank I am. Um, yes. <laughs> Finally, I'm, I'm... someone defending them in the public realm. It's almost Good like lad. he's a contrarian. <laughs> no, but do you think contrarian? that's right? I'm going to sing contrarian to the tune of Notorious. Do you think that's right, that he got that money on a goal that wasn't a goal? I'm with Alan. Wow. I, I wonder if there's a law that at that point, because it would have said, you know, that it was a goal on the screen, if you then check out then, then they don't know the future because they've just got to pay it. I'm with Alan because we registered. have to look at the uh, the victim, close quotes here, which yeah. is, um, you know... Like, no, the house sure. always wins. Yeah, the house always wins. <laughs> I think uh, just because turf accountants... <laughs> <laughs> Often, uh, <laughs> often turn out on top. That doesn't mean they should be subjected to uh, malpractice. Oh, I haven't seen that Channel Five series about the vet. Yeah. <laughs> what would he be called, Roger Mal? Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or he could be called Mal, like Mal Stevens. <laughs> he stars in malpractice, and it's all about a dodgy doctor. That would be exactly. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I mean, things have been uh, commissioned on the strength of much less, much flimsy oh, ideas. Oh yeah. Walking in a Winton Wonderland. Oh yeah. <laughs> Par exemple. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to discuss another news story that's breaking. Um, the the boffins have been busy. The scientists. Oh, I love the um, oh, okay. Well, you may love them even more because uh, very soon we could be on our smelly phones. Um, <laughs> not telephones, smelly phones. Phones could send and receive smells after a scientific breakthrough that allows scents to be cloned. And they could do it on television as well. We could be watching Smelly Vision. No, thank you. You're not a fan. Couldn't these guys be on, working on no. the COVID? They could. <laughs> You'd think that they could. But, I mean, you say you're not a fan, but imagine the uh, joy of watching, um, you know, Saturday Kitchen or Bake Off and being able to smell the cake. I I often feel relieved. Wake up and smell I the cake, say, Emily. I don't have to because they put onions in this food. Oh, you don't like onions. Also, do can I just say this is very open to abuse by pranksters. Let's mm, just leave yes. it there. No, you're right. I mean, well, I, some of these smells are. I think we've all received bad news in a text, <laughs> but let's imagine it with an accompanying skunk and smell ven emoji. Vengeful partners. Well, yeah. as, as you know, I've been involved in several Catholic emancipation-based um, <laughs> hunger strikes. Have you? Sorry, wouldn't what, it be, wouldn't it be just the friend a thing that my friends would be texting the smell of hot dog with fried That's onions? It. Oh, oh, just yeah. to taunt me. They're that cruel. That would be very difficult Some if of these you were people. fasting. This strikes me, and I think that there could be a, 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 a what thing I would call waste of time tech. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would love to hear on eight twelve fifteen if anyone's got any other. I, um, one that springs to mind immediately to me is the flexi disc. Now, I don't know if you remember that. The flexi yes. disc was a very, very thin, very bendable vinyl. Mm. that you could make your... Um, they, they made album. I had an Elvis oh. box set, I remember. On Flexi, on Flexi Disc. Disc. I Probably could worth see a few no, quid now, that. I could see no reason for it <laughs> at all. <laughs> Nothing was gained by that development. Yeah. I think my problem with this particular thing is I don't want people's solicited odours 
let alone the unsolicited type. Yeah. Mm. Will you have control over the odours you're being sent? Like a filter. Yes. We'll all be, we'll, we'll be wearing our masks just in case. <laughs> just well, people, to watch an episode of Doctor Who or something. Oh, that could be a smelly programme, couldn't Doctor it? Doctor Who but could what, be. But what do things Never smell like it. in the 25th century? That's only the people watching it now. <laughs> I didn't say that, Frank. I like the idea <laughs> of uh, hackers invading Lothric and, uh, and take downloading some of their fragrances. <laughs> that, can you imagine? You get the spokesman, an irate spokesman from Lothric. <laughs> well, it was absolutely disgrace. We have never been through... That would be worth mm. seeing. It would mm. come through what in the phone, though? Would there be a special hole for it? Would it come out? Yeah, like a little gas chamber or something. Well, it's the mo- they've... If they can presumably, don't you love it when people uh, read one article on that, like they know everything. It's like the American election. The thing about the courses... Oh, there, was, there was some jargon <laughs> that I invented, the, wiki, the Wikilectual. Yeah. Which no, good. Who reads yeah. one wiki- Wikipedia good. page and then becomes an expert. Oh, You're good at this, Frank. Oh, maybe yeah. I should go into the jargon business. I don't think it's actually an <laughs> uh, industry in its own right. sure, I know. No. Mm. Um, the molecular structure... And other things I've never said before in my life. Yeah. But I think it's about... I sort of understand that. If they're breaking it down in the same way you can take a 3D image of something, you can create the smell. So it's a replica of it. Yeah. It's a clone of it, isn't it? It's not... But apparently... You know the first person who ever came up with this idea as a concept? No. Um, Dick Francis, the... uh Best-selling oh, oh yeah, the novelist yeah, and former thrill- jockey. Thrillers. It's good, but it's not right. Okay, let me, let me have my guess. Um, is it a Mary uh, Mary Bale, the woman who put the cat <laughs> the cat in the wheelie bin? Close. Okay, it's uh, Alexander Graham Bell. You no way. are having. He came up with the idea. He originally... I mean, to be fair, he was one of the early tech entrepreneurs, I think. He originally... <laughs> um, that that was what he'd hoped for. That was a concept of his that one day he'd be able to do that. And now yeah. this... I believe his name is Mr Noam Sobel at the uh, Weissman Institute in Israel. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's all gone a bit, I'm having that. Yeah, well, Alexander Graham's smell, I'd call it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Richard Roskill has got in touch regarding... You were talking about... It's a sort of pointless tech, wasn't it? What was the example you gave, Frank? Uh, yes, a flexi-disc. Yes, very good. Uh, vinyl records that were floppy but did nothing else different at all. The man who uh, Al now, for some reason, refers to as... Um, Rico. ..says, uh, got to be the electric carving knife basically invented to save wear and tear on the elbow joint. <laughs> I would agree with you, Rico. That's a good point, but I do often get dentists um, recommending an electric toothbrush, and you'd think good that point. that would be a similar... I don't know if butchers recommend an electric car. Have you gone electric on the toothbrush front? Um, I have, yes. Me too. Mm, but not with the carving knife. I'm manual. I like to tear it apart with my bare hands. Glad. <laughs> I'll tell you another one. Do you remember, this is maybe before your time. Um, Thanks. But back in the 70s, there was a film called Hurricane. Yeah. And it, it was it was in Sense Around. 
And Pete, when you went to see it, they did. They had these special speakers, so you had like this rumbling, and you could feel the vibration in your stomach. Oh, right. You know, like a bass, a throbbing bass at a gig. Mm. And Sounds it, like my neighbours. And I thought <laughs> everyone was saying, "Oh, this is cinema. Will never be the same again." But it was actually exactly the same again <laughs> <laughs> after that film. Exactly. <laughs> If there's anyone, I'd love to know if there was any other sense around Moot, but that one was, it was, it, I mean, it got loads of people went to see, mm. yeah. and then it wasn't that, wasn't that good. Um, we, we've had an email entitled Shaking with Rage, which I think is more on the uh, office jargon and the uh, language usage. I was sitting in traffic the other day behind a tradesman in his van, a stonemason advertising his trade on the rear of the van with the slogan, Restoring the past, preserving the future. It's surely not possible to preserve the future. The no. word preserve deters, defers only to the present or past tense or jam. It's, it's absolutely correct. <laughs> Shaking with rage. I like it. We've heard from... Especially if it was from Shaking Stevens. <laughs> well, I bet it wasn't. <laughs> uh, no. Soz. Okay. We've heard from the lady. Do you remember we were talking about the lady, diddly diddy, whose husband had bet on the... Oh, the accumulator. The accumulator. Mm. Thank you. 193. She's got in touch... Mm. Uh, furious, absolutely furious. Mm. My husband denies malpractice. Okay. Apparently, I missed a key point out that the bet was w for one pound. Thanks for enhancing his story by talking about it on the radio, guys. That last That's... bit sounds like gritted teeth. Yes, yeah. I do think it is. <laughs> but also the fact it was a pound, you know. If you've put... For the want of a nail, the shoe was lost. <laughs> By, by the end by of it, his personal self-respect. It's, it's one of the... Um, his friend Aesop told him that one. I never nailed the shoe was lost. I've not got that bit. Yeah, yeah. do you know it? So then one to the shoe, the horse was lost. For one to the horse, the rider, that, rider was lost. The and then the battle and then the war. Don't All because of that nail. Right. So don't spoil the ship, I used to get told, for a halfpence oh. worth of tar. Yes. Oh, OK. Halfpence. Oh, a halfpenny worth, is Hapeth. it? By the way, I'm doing a book festival on Monday morning. The Chortle, the Chortle comedy book. It's, I'm looking forward to it, partly because it's in a completely empty pub for, for social distancing nice. reasons. Mm. Uh, um, but, um, can I come then? Is it? No, you can't, it's empty. But you can, you can, no, you can attend it online. Yes. What do I do? You have to go to the Chortle comedy book festival thing and then do that. And will you interview people on I'm, it? No, I'm being interviewed by Izzy Sooty about <gasps> my new book, Excellent. which is tremendous. I'm loving it. I'm I in. I look forward to that. I love Izzy Sooty. I'm in. Um, OK, so thank you very much for listening to us this morning. Thank you for all your contributions. It, as ever, you make the show a rich and... Uh, enriching experience uh, and, and you know what if the good lord spares us and the creeks don't rise we'll be back again this time next week now um, mainly stay in